The following is a fourth hand production. 3 
Um, okay. She's in it as well. Um, if you saw her, you might. If you watch a lot of these older movies, you would know who she is. Was she on an episode of Friends? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. No, Jimmy, because I know that's all you watch. So <laughs> no. Um, no, she was not an episode of Friends. <laughs> um, but she was in the original Parent Trap. If you ever saw that movie, oh, Lizzie. No, not Lizzie McGuire. What was that girl's name? God, um, no, not that one. No, the one with the the old one made in the sixties. I know it was uh, one in the sixties. <laughs> it's the original one with Haley Mills. I, I don't. I, <laughs> God, <laughs> you uncultured swine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've seen the Brady Bunch. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but what's really great about Miracle on 34th Street, because this was made like in what, 1941, I think? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> or 43, somewhere around there. It was really forward thinking because it's about a single mother who is just her and her daughter, and she's like, has a full time career, and she runs the Macy's Thanksgiving Every Day Parade. That's like mm. her thing. Okay. And that's. Um, so that's how the movie starts out on Thanksgiving with her running the parade. She's in charge of the whole thing. And she's out running around along the streets of New York and, and she's busy, busy. And, you know, so it's a pretty forward thinking for that time period. Hmm, so interesting. Pretty cool. Well, there's another Christmas movie that's Miracle on 34th street. And then there's another one. What's the other one? Um, I don't know. Well, I haven't seen that one either. I know there's two of them. There's two old ones. I haven't seen. Can't remember what the like other one White Christmas. Oh white, no. You think you've seen think- white Christmas. I actually have never seen that. Um, I think you're talking about It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle. You've never seen that either. It's okay. It's not like in it. It's not my Christmas go-to Christmas movie, but it's okay. I've seen it like once, maybe twice. I, I love White Christmas. That's one of my. Favorite I've never Christmas seen movies. it. A lot of people really like it, and yeah. this year I was going to be like, you know what? I'm going to watch this because a lot of people talk about it. I just never have. There's there's one scene um, where Danny Kay is uh, dancing with. I can't remember the lady's name. Um, not Rosemary Clooney, the other lady. Um, and there's this, he he goes down on one knee at the end of this dance. And she's supposed to twirl and encircle around him. And the way his leg is sitting, it's, I guess it's in the wrong spot. And he actually trips her, but she's such <laughs> yeah. a good dancer that she just like spins out of it. And that's the, the shot that they kept. <laughs> so that's I just, cool. I'm always impressed when I see that movie. I'm like, God, it's so cool. <laughs> So. Well, good. Yes, yes. Yeah. So as far as New Year's, I was in bed by like 10 o'clock. I stayed so. up till midnight. <laughs> me, and, me and my daughter were watching a horror movie. Mm. And all of a sudden, we heard a bunch of fireworks and stuff going on outside. We're like, what in the world is going on? Like, And then I went, <laughs> I, then it hit me. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And I looked at my watch. I'm like, oh, hey, it's midnight. So <laughs> we rocked in the New Year yeah. uh, watching Saw 2. <laughs> yeah, I was going to stay up with the the boy, but I don't know, come like 8.30, 9 o'clock, I was like, I'm tired. Because I've been up since like 4 that morning. And I was like, I'm tired. Are you going to be mad if I want to go to bed? And he's like, no, go to bed. And I was like, all right. And I didn't have to work the next day. So it was not like I had to work. And right, you know, right. I just went to bed. I was just tired. Neato. So. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, on that note, we are going to take our first break. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, yeah, we will uh, we'll get into this. So okay, I we'll thought I thought you were going to tell me like you had a surprise for me or something. Um, no, I do not. Have you a do, right? <laughs> yeah, 
the surprise is the surprise is we're gonna take a break yeah so we will be back Trolls and aliens and unicorns? Oh my indeed. Although the movies of today are great, the gems of the silver screen lay in the past. Does the comedic review and first time viewing the movies of the past sound good to you? Then yesteryear is right up your alley. Join me, James, and my co-host Beth as we journey through the movies that have paved the way through the years. With quick wit and hilarious banter, yesteryear is sure to entertain. So grab your favorite movie time snack and head on over to yesteryear. And as they say, we'll see you at the movies. And we are back. Yeah. Okay. Did you have a good break, Ty? Well, I was kind of disappointed that you didn't have a surprise for me, but it's cool. That was the surprise that I didn't have a surprise. You're welcome. <laughs> but everybody at home are probably surprised. They're like, damn, they just took like a four-week break and they take another one? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Phew. We have The Brady Bunch, season three, episode one. And unfortunately, it's only episode one. We'll explain that in a little bit. Untitled. <laughs> Ghost Town, USA. So let's get into this. Facts about the episode. It first aired mm-hmm. September 17th, 1971. Mm. Written by Howard Leeds and directed mm-hmm. by our good man, Oscar Rudolph. My man. You. Yeah. We have some, uh, we have quite a few interesting facts about it. Um, okay. These aren't necessarily according to IMDb, but some interesting facts. Um, okay. The then New York State Governor Nelson Rockefeller and his family visited the set when this episode was being filmed. Hmm. In a few years, Rockefeller would ascend to the vice presidency under Gerald Ford, who Hmm. assumed office after Richard Nixon, August 1974 resignation in the wake of Watergate. A brief description and a photo of Rockefeller visiting the set can be found in Barry Williams' book, Growing Up Brady. Well, that's pretty cool. Like, right? so they had like a vice president on set. Well, yeah. he wasn't yet, but and now some Rockefeller, Rockefeller Plaza, named after him. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought. That do was you have cool. more facts? I do have more facts. <laughs> you do. The second fact: this is the only episode when the dining room curtains are opened and we see the view of the yard. It's the only episode that you'll see that. Oh, oh, the in yeah, yeah, yeah where the, the table is the yard through the dining room curtains. Yeah, I have a comment about that later when we get to that scene. Mike opens the curtains to show the kids something, which will be a surprise. Right, the may not know that. Is that my surprise? Exactly. Yeah, that is your surprise. Yeah, <laughs> that is so interesting. Do you have three more facts? I do have three more facts. Actually, it's kind of like four more facts. Oh, yeah, is that my that's, surprise? That's the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the old prospector guy in this episode was Thurston played played Thurston Howell the third. Love it, yeah, yeah. on yeah. Uh, Gilligan's Island, which is kind of neat. And also, this is this was shot in the same lot, uh, in the same. Um, well, 
Uh, it was shot in the same lo- location, so to speak, the same film studio as uh, the, the Gilligan's Island as well. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, they, there's connections to Gilligan's Island because exactly. I think, I can't remember, but I think some of the writers are, who wrote for this also wrote for Gilligan's Island. But I want to say one of the creators is, I don't think it's Sherwood Schwartz. I think it's his brother, maybe one of the well, creators. I forget. Well, another, to your point, the ghost town set is, is actually, it's an extremely iconic set. Like oh. there's been a lot of movies filmed on this set. Everything from oh, Bonanza sure. to all all the westerns that came out, all those were filmed on this set. And if you look, in I the assumed back, it was like a back lot set that yeah. was already there. If you yeah. look in the background, you'll see a mountain down at the end of the street. Mm-hmm. That's an actually an iconic mountain. It's not a real mountain. It's actually uh, it was a fake mountain that was up against the prop um, department building, uh, hmm. just to mask the building itself. But that was an extremely iconic mountain. You'll see that mountain in tons of movies. You'll see the set in tons of movies. But uh, the Ghost Town set is exactly the same as the set on Gilligan's Island during the dream sequence uh, where Emily the duck is being chased. (laughs) No idea what that's talking about because I never saw that episode. (laughs) But (laughs) Gilligan played the sheriff in the dream in this town. And Jim Backus, the guy that played Thurston Howell III, Played an identical character in the dream sequence as he does in this episode. Oh, so that, that ties into what you had said a minute ago. After my gold. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Mm-hmm. The Brady the Brady Bunch's stopping to get gas scene uh, was at Paramount mm-hmm. Studios five fifty five fifty five Melrose Avenue, um, and you can see the water tower as they pull into the building. Uh, but it yeah. has since been torn down. Um, mm. So in the in the the episode, when you see, you'll actually see the iconic water tower in the background for um, Paramount Studios. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, the old ghost town, the western set, um, also at fifty five fifty five Melrose Avenue. Um, the western set, um, it's all been torn down, but this set was. Um, like I said before, iconic. It was using all the westerns and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the set was bulldozed in 1979. It's now a parking lot. So I thought I found that kind of disappointing. Damn. Yeah. But anyways, I found all of it interesting. I kind of nerded out on it last night. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So let's get into this. We all right. F- we fade in. Mm. Scene one. We open in the living room. Alice is working that vacuum <laughs> when Jan walks to the top of the stairs and tries to get Alice's attention, but Alice just keeps vacuuming away. Hmm. Jan finally runs down the stairs and taps Alice on the arm, scaring the bejesus out of her. And I use that word on purpose because that's what Alice would have said. I, f- I feel like that's what Alice would have said. <laughs> um, after apologizing to Alice for startling her, Jan begins attempting to get information from Alice, stating that, Mom and Dad must have said something to you about the big surprise. But Alice either doesn't know or she ain't talking. Hmm. She simply answers, all your parents said was they were coming back with a big surprise and everyone would be able to see it when they got here. Was that my surprise too? Yeah, it is. Oh, But Jan smells some bullshit and tells (laughs) Alice that she'll tell, if she tells her a hint, that she'll tell Alice a big secret. And Alice mm-hmm. is steadfast, saying, honey, I really don't know what it is, honest. Then shoes Jan off, telling her to pass the message on to her brothers and her sisters to not to try pumping her, which I know they did that when their parents were gone, but okay. 
um, <laughs> because the well is dry. Um, she then shoes Jan off and continues vacuuming. Jan exits up the stairs. <laughs> it's, uh, and one thing I noticed when I was watching the episode is it sounds like they re-recorded the theme song from last season. Well, I think they do every season. Because this time they, they kind of broke off into um, the, the, the boys sing the boys part and the girls sing the girls part. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm, they might have done last season, I don't know, but like Greg's voice sounds distinctly deeper. Yeah. Um, and I think in one or two parts they try to break in a harmony or something like that, but that's something I had noticed. Um, yeah, I think every season I think they re-record it. Because remember, uh, season one was sung by some random yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, why is Jan dressed like she's about to go to a rodeo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's wearing like jeans and like this big belt and like this red sweater that she looked like she stole from Pizza Hut's table. Like, <laughs> no. Scene two. We see Jan get to the top of the stairs as the boys watch for her through their bedroom door. She pauses and shakes her head. The boys look disappointed as they start to close the door and Jen continues on to her room, and she walks like the manliest, butchiest dude I've ever seen. Well, that's the, that's the secret she was going to tell Alice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I somehow think Alice already knows. Right. Why is her? <laughs> know, that is a good point. What was her secret that she's going to tell? <laughs> Why was her hair so fluffy? she looks like she like brushed it a thousand (laughs) times during a thunderstorm like in the desert in the wintertime or something it's so big and poofy and fluffy (laughs) anyways um i felt like this was kind of a throwaway scene i felt like it was a waste there's a couple of scenes i felt like was a waste in this episode well wait till you get to episode two (laughs) the next one there's so many all right scene three we are now in the girls room we see Marcia sitting at the desk doing homework with Cindy standing next to her watching. The door opened. What's that? I saw that. I, just, I, saw, I was like, what is she doing? Oh, just standing just, there watching? I'll watch you write. Yeah. Okay. It's, she yeah. can't read. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens and both girls turn quickly to see if Jan found anything out. Jan, looking guilty, just shakes her head. Marcia and hmm. Cindy look disappointed. Hmm. Hmm. Again, kind of a throwaway scene. Well, I think the scene needed to be done, I guess. I guess. Scene four. Back downstairs, Alice has now moved to the dining room and is continuing to vacuum when Mike and Carol come walking in. Carol calls for Alice, and when she doesn't answer, she taps her on the arm, once again scaring the bejesus out of her, (laughs) and then for some reason admits she needs to learn to be more touchable. Yeah. Gross. Mike's like, more? Sorry. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. And Jan, one. you see Jan at the top of the stairs. She goes, yes. <laughs> Jan just caresses her arm while she's while we're talking. <laughs> and then begins to yell at Mike and Carol, telling them they have six kids and one housekeeper dying of a disease called curiosity. Called Mike says he... <laughs> Mike says he has a cure for that and begins yelling up to the kids. The kids run down the stairs. No, you got to do super the yell. excited. Oh, well, t- I actually was. I was going to comment on it because he just goes, kids. And then he only calls for Greg, Marsha. Well, I think that's because I don't think he considers Greg and Marsha kids. They're kind of young adults. Oh, I guess so. I mean, they're, they're 13 and 14 tech. <laughs> that's not children. 
Now the kids run down the stairs, super excited, all asking at the same time what the surprise is. Mike tells them if they can keep it down to a dull roar, he'll tell them. He leads them to the dining room and opens the curtains and reveals a pop-up camper, Jimmy. <gasps> no way. He then tells everyone that they're all going on a great big trip to the Grand Canyon. Wow. Everyone screams with delight as the kids run outside to look at it. You know, it, and it, then go ahead, sorry. Oh, I don't know if you noticed, but Alice like looked at Carol and she's like, Do I have to go on this fucking trip too? <laughs> Let me guess, I'm going to cook, right? Um, <laughs> you need to cook and someone to sweep more dirt. Is that what you need? You know, you mean to clean the canyon? It's funny because if he would have rented an RV, we would have been like, wow, look how old that RV is. You know, when you see the stamp family station wagon, you're like, wow, look how old that station wagon. And even like the <laughs> tents they use later on, you're like, wow, look all them tents are. And you see that pop-up camp, you're like, don't they still make those? <laughs> <laughs> like that technology has not changed at all. Like not even a little bit. Yeah. But, um, when I first, I mean, obviously when I, I, when I comment, I comment in sequence. I don't watch the whole thing and then go back and comment. They're right. not going to all fit in that. Those things only sleep like maybe four to six people. Right. Well, that is revealed later. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I didn't know at the time, but like they only sleep like four yeah. to six people. They got like nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, like nine and a half with Bobby. <laughs> did you notice the grill when he opened up the curtain? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, like they never show that. And like, yeah. I think you see like corners of it every once in a while, but you never really pay attention to it. But this is the first time they really show it off. Hell like, yeah. God, why is he using that more, man? That right. thing was nice. Alice is probably wondering the same thing. She's like, yeah, Mike, why aren't you using that more? <laughs> you know, when you bought this house, you were so excited to have this outside grill. That's because he, yet, didn't, he didn't know Alice was moving in at first. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't sure. Like, well, shit, we don't need a girl now. Because she wasn't quite sure if she was coming or not. And she's yeah. like, oh. And then, like, she's like, uh, it's been, you know, three years now we've been here. And I've yet to see you pop that thing open. That would be funny. That would be funny how that conversation would go. Mr. Brady, why don't you use the grill? I am. Go cook. <laughs> go cook, grill. <laughs> You know what I thought would be nice tonight? If we grill some burgers out there. She'd be like, great idea, Mr. Brady. So uh, I'll, I'll start chopping up the lettuce and tomatoes. You're going to have time to do that when you're out there grilling? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> no, you need to be out there grilling. I'll take care of that. Oh, you will? <laughs> Carol? Carol? Okay, Carol, it's kind of like a salad, but you're just slicing them. You don't have to put them in a bowl. You just don't put them together. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, <clears throat> scene five. It's now gotten dark, and the boys are outside going through the camping supplies. Mike is instructing them to go through the sleeping bags to make sure they're all in good shape. When Peter says how excited he is about the Grand Canyon, Mike begins explaining it's more than just the canyon. It's learning about the native Indians that live there too. Mike mentions some Indian names, and Peter asks how they got such strange names. What were the names, Jimmy? Um, have a soup. <laughs> I know that one because I have it written down. Mike explains <laughs> that the names mean something. For instance, the Havasu, I'm sorry, the Havasufi means great hmm. people of blue green running water. Did you know that tag? Well, I, I, yeah, I saw the episode. So, oh. you know, Millie Wake 
his old gauntlet for the good one. <laughs> That's um, right. Bobby asks if his name means anything. Peter says, yeah. Little man with great big running mouth. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> Silly. Uh, there's Mike and his fucking airing out the goddamn <laughs> sleeping bags. I think this is the third time this has happened since this. It's like once a season. We need to air out the sleeping bags. <laughs> pull the sleeping bags out. We got to air them out. Because I remember for season one, I think the girls had to do it. Season two, the boys yeah, had yeah, to yeah. do it. <laughs> season three. It's like, yeah. geez, they, they just use these. Mike's like, they're fine. No, 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 no. I'm not going to have a millipede crawl on my asshole again. That's not happening. So I think he has a fear of bugs. That's why he does it. Um, I felt like this was yet another pointless scene. Like, are these scenes so that, like, Jan can have a scene and Bobby can have a scene and Peter can, Is that what these are for? Like, they 100% do that for right. sure. Um, they try to get screen time for everybody. They used to try to have every kid have their own, like, single shot. Right. Um, but I think this scene was kind of necessary. They were talking about where they're going. They talk about, they want to talk about the Native Americans. Yeah, but and they don't bring they're up the Native American to be, thing at all the rest of the show. <laughs> well, they do later in like part two and three. Right. Um, part three especially is super heavy in Native oh, okay, American okay. culture. That makes sense. Um, so I, I think they're trying to be as PC as 1971 can be. <laughs> you call them Native <laughs> so, Indians? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they call them Indians. They call them, I think they, one time Mike refers to them as Native Americans. Okay. Um, I think somebody refers to them as Aborigines, I think, in one part. Hmm. I could be wrong, but um, I think they're doing an okay job for 1971. Yeah, it's not so. too bad. Considering women were still drinking and smoking pregnant. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We good? We are good. Yeah, okay. Scene six. We are now in the girls' room, and they appear to be packing for the trip. Marsha begins saying how she can't wait to get there. Jan adds how it must be so beautiful. Cindy reminds both of them that it's all about the climb and not so much the destination. Mm-hmm. Those are words of Miley Cyrus. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, Cindy pipes up and saying, I can't wait to meet the Indians and their cabooses. <laughs> Marcia corrects her, saying, that's papoose. A caboose is the back of a train. Cindy confuses, oh, I thought it was the ass end of an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Jan and Marcia laugh. They uh, laugh like, oh, you racist little girl. So, real quick, do you know what a papoose is? No, well... Uh, I want to say it's like a bag, but I could be way wrong. Sort of, kind of. It's it's like a backpack for a baby. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Just then, Carol walks in to check and see how things are going. She reminds them to pack sweaters and jeans for the desert. <laughs> well, the desert does get cold at night. I, I guess, so. yeah. Marsha asks if they can go to the bottom. Carol replies, that's the best part. <laughs> the yeah. bottom <laughs> you know you know carol does that oh wait a minute what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> exactly she goes that's the best part marcia you'll get there one day <laughs> anyway she says it's one mile straight down and then jan's like damn oh you oh you meant no. <laughs> jan oh just says wow Cindy confused yet again inquires how they're going to get down there 
Carol tells her, that's what makes it exciting. We ride down by mule train. Cindy gets excited and exclaims, oh boy. And Marsha reminds her, this is not Tijuana. <laughs> We're going to... <laughs> Marsha giggles. I'm getting way off course here. <laughs> when Jana asks what's so funny, Marsha asks, can you picture Alice, our maid, on a mule? <laughs> I felt like this was kind Stupid of Stupid maid. I felt like this was, because they're basically openly making fun of Alice. I was just yeah. And then they all laugh at the stupid maid. Cindy joins in on the fun and says, she won't even ride on the merry-go-round with me. <laughs> stupid person. Oh, stupid maid. And they all laugh at the stupid maid. <laughs> when the laughing fades, it hits Carol and she says, girls. I think we should wait until the best moment to tell Alice about the mule. When the girls look confused, Carol continues. When she's sitting on it, and they all laugh at the stupid maid one more time. They are so mean to her. They they must pay her a lot for her to put up with this. I don't know. And once again, my comment... Why do they always make Alice go on these trips? <laughs> Why does Alice agree? She doesn't. Like, remember that boating trip? She, like, insisted. Oh, I true. do not want to go on a boating trip. I, do, I get seasick. I don't want to go. Don't make me go. <laughs> and they're like, well, my boss said that you have to cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot I work for him, too. Since you work for him, I work for him. Maybe it's not. Maybe we had it all wrong. Maybe it's not the anti-Alice room. Maybe Alice no. is trying to send a subtle message. She's like, look, I ain't part of this family. I'm the housekeeper. That's it. <laughs> so she's like, maybe if I don't go in the family room, they'll get the point that I'm not family. I'm just a housekeeper. So maybe it's, maybe we've had it backwards. Maybe Alice don't want to be a part of this crazy family. Maybe not. Maybe you're She's always like, well, you know, if Sam and I get married, you know, Right. Or some other random dude from high school shows up one day. <laughs> God, what a slut. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, we'll start tracking that. We'll start paying yeah. attention to that. <clears throat> okay. Anyways, scene seven. It is now the morning of the big trip. The kids are already outside. Carol and Mike are the last ones out and begin getting everyone into the car. Mike is looking Dasher in a jacket in L.A. As they leave for the <laughs> desert. <laughs> it's mad confusion with everyone getting in. Mike pauses, looks up, and just shakes his head before getting in the car. Before <laughs> leaving, Mike pauses and asks if everyone took care of every detail they were supposed to. Then he asks, are you positive that you haven't forgotten anything? Both with resounding yeses. Then without asking if anyone had to go potty before they left, Mike pulls out of the driveway, leaving the trailer behind. <laughs> oh, man. So about the whole potty thing, which yeah. I have a theory on that later, but I figured that's what he's asking. Does anybody have to go to the bathroom? But it's like, oh, hey, okay. we're getting ready to leave. Anybody? I assume take they care had of divided everything? all the responsibilities, and he was asking everybody if they got everything done. <laughs> I'm just guessing, but we'll talk about this later on in the episode. Okay. Also... If they left out the back door, how'd they lock it? I, th- I thought I saw them lock it somehow. Yeah, but you can't but lock a sliding glass door, can you? 
You have to be able to. Yeah, but they don't have keys for those. <laughs> I think I think some do, maybe. Hmm. But I guess, I guess the, does. the whole architect. point is to lock it from the inside and then walk out your front door. I think is well. He whole. is an architect, so I guess he you know can get magical shit that don't exist. So. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Yep. Scene eight. We are now on our way to the Grand Canyon, and we see the Brady family wagon in a montage with everyone singing "Row, row, row your boat." Finally, we see the Brady wagon pull into a gas station. Ooh. Ooh. The gas station attendant comes out and asks if he wants it filled up. Mike tells him yes. This is compelling television. It is. It really is. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they have a long way to drive and thanks him. When the man walks by, Bobby stops and begins asking, Mr. Where's the... The man cuts him off saying... It's right up the stairs. And Cindy asked the same thing. (laughs) He cuts her off saying, and we have one up there for you too. (laughs) Alice stands there for a second thinking, going, hmm, making strange faces before finally following the kids up the stairs. (laughs) I I wish they would have cut out some of the earlier scenes and showed them having to back back into the driveway to get the trailer. Just because I felt like the joke was, Mike pressing everybody and saying, you did everything you're supposed to, right? All your responsibilities taken care of? Okay, the responsibilities that you took on, we can rely on that, right? You did your shit right? Okay. And then he pulled out of the driveway and he forgot what he was supposed to do. That's, I, I, wish, I wish we would have had the payoff of that joke by seeing him having to stop and then drive back up the driveway mm. and have all the kids <laughs> go, ha, ha, you know, like laugh at him or whatever. <laughs> you st- it, just, you must it would have been stupid. a good payoff, and it would have been better yeah. than some of the stupid, you know, you know, Jan yeah. walking to the rodeo scenes earlier. <laughs> so I guess we got to this part faster than I thought. So I wonder if they, not so much not allowed to say bathroom, but they just don't say it. They hmm. go, they they imply it several times, especially in this in this whole trilogy that's true, that we're about yeah. to embark on because I don't think we mentioned this to our listeners, but this is part one of three. Huh. So, but they never say it. Cause like, he's like in the car anybody, everybody good. You know, take care of what you need to take care yeah, of. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. And then now they're like, mister, where's the, and he shuts him up. Ah, I got you. It's right upstairs. See, I didn't even but take I it that to, way. I didn't even take it as the bathroom. Yeah. Um, but did you know on a tangent real quick, did you know there's a, I guess there's a semi infamous scene. Um, I think it's from the last season of the Brady Bunch that was that was cut that they weren't allowed to show. Mm, and it ha- it's, like I saw the scene and it's Cindy and Bobby running into the kitchen where Alice is working on something and they're wearing like bathrobes. Okay. And Alice looks at Peter or looks at Bobby and Cindy and is like, what are you guys doing? And she opens up Bobby's robe and it closes it really quick. She's like, you're not wearing your bathing suit. You're wearing your, your birthday suit. And then I can't, I couldn't understand what he had said, but apparently it's, it's a scene where Bobby and Cindy run into the kitchen naked and Alice sees them <laughs> naked. And I guess they had to cut it from the Brady Bunch. What were they doing? I don't know. Them? Well, we'll get to that episode, but I'm sure it'll be in the okay. facts, but I just thought that was interesting. Anyways, hmm. scene nine. <sighs> Sorry. I didn't mean to sigh like that. Scene nine. <laughs> Carol and Mike are standing at the car. As the gas station attendant fills it up, he makes small talk asking where they're heading. Carol answers, Grand Canyon. The man answers, that place sure gets crowded this time of year. Even the squirrels need reservations. Then he laughs at his own joke. I hate people that do that. 
When Carol and Mike <laughs> don't laugh, he begins explaining the joke. Mike cuts him off, saying they'll be camping out. Carol then begins asking if there's anything interesting to see in this area. The man answers, not too much outside Cactus Creek. When Mike inquires what that is, the man explains that it's been deserted for years and it's nothing more than a ghost town now. Well, the kids hear ghost town and start getting all excited. Mike sees how excited the kids are and asks how far it is. The man tells them to go down the highway, take the first dirt road and go about 20 miles. Seems safe. Carol <laughs> explains that if they went, they would never make it to the campsite. Greg has the idea of camping out in this ghost town instead. Once again, seems safe. And the hmm. kids all shout with excitement. When Mike asks her opinion, she answers. <laughs> Sorry, this made me laugh. Well, if that's what everyone wants to do, it's okay with me. I've had that answer before. And the answer is no. Carol does not want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Once the car is filled up, the man comes over and tells Mike he owes him a whopping $6.50. And I'm going to stop you right there because oh. you know what I'm about to do. Uh, dance naked? Dance naked. Just like Bobby and Cindy. Oh, yeah. But you got to do monkey no. noises. <laughs> so, you know, every time I hear money, I got to do this conversion. So $6.50 for like they bought... Filled up a gas tank and yes. like a bunch of drinks. Yeah. Six fifty. Yeah. So you didn't do the conversion already, did you? No. Okay. So what do you think the conversion is from nineteen seventy one to twenty twenty one money? See that's a that's a V eight. And I'm assuming it takes I'm I'm gonna I would get it's pretty bad on gas mileage, so I'm gonna guess fifteen gallons. I'm gonna guess twenty gallons. Twenty gallons at let's say two dollars a gallon, that's forty, and then another twenty dollars. I'm gonna say fifty five dollars. No, no. Uh, it is forty-one seventy-seven. Wow. So, so I must have a ten-gallon tank. Maybe. Huh. Uh, probably not ten. It's probably got maybe twelve or fifteen. No. But interesting. Yeah. Mike pays with "quote unquote" cash money, and they continue <laughs> on their way. Because that's that's what he said. Cash money preferred, <laughs> or something like that. And he's like, "Word." I don't know what that means. <laughs> Um, and they continue on their way, but not before the man tells the kids not to let any ghosts get them. No, any ghosts get you. The car pulls away, slams on the brakes, backs up, and stops. And Mike bellows, Alice! <laughs> Alice! Alice emerges from taking her shit and runs to the car, gets in, and they leave. Hey, they're written down, Alice was pooping. You know she was. You know she was in there taking shit. Or maybe she was doing something else. I don't know. Maybe she just had to get away from the kids. Um, but yeah, but you, well, like she's sitting near Jan, and Jan's probably like rubbing on her leg and stuff. It's, <laughs> you know. think? Do you think Alice said the fuck word when she got left behind? When she heard that car <laughs> pulling away, and she was like, oh, "Shit!" And you, you know, she cursed. <laughs> it's like they're gonna fucking leave me out here. I didn't even want to come on this goddamn trip anyway. <laughs> and that's why she's so pissy later on because she has mud butt because she didn't have time to wipe all the way. <laughs> It's all uncomfortable sitting down. <laughs> so poop, the poop broke off too early and she's sitting all uncomfortable. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Why didn't, why didn't Mark, 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 why didn't Mike park on the wrong side of the gas pump? <laughs> Probably because, um, well, because can, it was a set and they can only pull in one way. <laughs> right. right. And of course, like 
you know, if if he was pumping on the other side, then you would never see the actors. Well, plus. <clears throat> Mike's balling, man. He don't give a shit. That's the gas station <laughs> attendance problem. Right. That ain't his problem. <laughs> He's problem. Mike Brady. He's Mike motherfucking Brady. That's right. MMF is what <clears throat> we're going to start calling him. <laughs> That's his name. <clears throat> okay, so earlier in the episode, we see the girls packing suitcases. That's but correct, yeah. where the hell are they? I noticed on top I of the, the car question. is nothing but bags packed right. up. Unless they're in the pop-up tent, but I don't know how much room is in there. I don't think lower. there's a whole lot of room when those things fold up. Unless it has storage compartments underneath. Because inside mm. the pop-up camper, there's like places to sit and stuff like that. So maybe it has some luggage compartments. Maybe. Because hmm. all that's mm. on top of the car is rolled up sleeping bags and tents and stuff. It's like bags and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. Right. Well, scene 10, we are now treated to another montage of the Brady family wagon going down a long dirt road while the family sings, Hail, hail, the gang's all here. Finally, we see a seemingly brand new sign hanging from one hook that says Cactus Creek Town Hall. We pan out to see an old west town as the camera pans there's a lot of panning going on. Is that like panning for gold? Is that why you did that? Um, well, well, the first one is panning out because that's the term. I know. <laughs> I know it's a joke. And then the other one is the camera pans left and right, which is also a term. <laughs> it's, it's a filmmaking term tech. Maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty common. I didn't even think of it like panning for gold. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Anyway, as the camera pans, we see the Brady wagon turn the corner and come down the street and come to a stop at City Hall. Everyone gets out. When Cindy asks if they can go look around, Mike tells him they have to first set up camp. Jan hugs Carol and says, it sure is a neat old ghost town. Alice seems creeped, finally saying that she doesn't like that word. Ghost town. A ghost And everyone says, that's two words, stupid maid. And they all laugh and point. <laughs> <laughs> bitch said one word bitch said two words we are now treated to yet another short montage of the Brady setting up camp but this time with a creepy old time prospector peeking from the landing above and of course wearing a jacket <laughs> and like he's not secretive and hiding at all he like stands out in the open and he's just like hmm <laughs> And like they mm. don't see, they don't hear him trampling around and shit upstairs on top. I'm like you know that wood is old. You know it's like clunk 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 clunk. clunk. Um, but I was so confused watching this. I'm like, set up camp. Like they have a camper. All they gotta do is open it. What the hell are they talking about setting up camp? Um, ah, uh, but you didn't know all the details. No. And then like you had said, where did they fit all that shit? They had a lot <laughs> of stuff. Like you find yeah, out they, the episode, they had a ton of shit and no they place had a to grill. Put it. So Alice does know how to grill. So there you go. And another thing that I found really interesting is for the last two seasons, we've kind of brought up um, that Mike uses military terminology a lot. Yeah. Right. Did mm -hmm. you notice that the tents they were using were military tents? Yeah, they were like what, green or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I just mm -hmm. found that interesting as well. It's yet another military thing about it. Hmm. Um, I wonder if Mike was prior military. I think they're from the old MASH set. <laughs> that's what it looked like. <laughs> I'm just using mash stuff. I don't think, I think this was before mash. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of mash, by the way, <clears throat> I 
I've always heard for years how it's such a good show, right. which I never watched it growing up or anything because it was too adult for me as a kid. And um, and the song always just sounded sad and depressing. And yeah, it does. Yeah. I just never watched it. But I've known a lot of people who go, oh, my God, it won so many awards. It was such a funny show. I was like, really? I had no idea. So the other day, I watched the first episode. I was like, you know, I've seen episodes growing up or whatever. You know, you kind of catch things here and there. Right. I get the basic idea of the show. Um, anyway, I watched the first episode, and I was kind of blown away a little bit really? as far as, um, first of all, it was it was funny. It had some funny parts in it, and I'm sure it gets better. But there was also, <laughs> I don't know, like some things I can't say. I don't want to say on here. Because, okay. I mean, there was a little, <laughs> okay, maybe I'll say it anyway, because I am quoting somebody. It's not our opinion. So right. there was, uh, there wasn't any, like, nobody was racist towards anybody. Right. Like, you know, there was no issues there that, like, he's my best buddy and he's a black guy, you know, nothing like that. But somebody was talking about, hey, how are we going to come up with the money for that? They were actually trying to raise money for a local Korean kid so he can go to college. Okay. In the episode. <clears throat> like, how are we going to raise money for that? And one guy says, referring to the black guy taking a nap right here, well, we can always sell Spear Chucker, <laughs> but we probably won't get much for him, which I'm guessing is just a nickname for the dude. Like, they weren't, it's like, calling him A, like, Spear Chucker. See, like, but, if, if, if somebody was... Like, if you came to me and said, yeah, I work with this spear truck over here, I would assume they're, like, from some, like, Native American tribe or something. Like, that's <laughs> right. where my mind would go. <clears throat> right. I and I was like, did he just call that black dude a spear truck? I was like, what? But they said it as if, like, it's his nickname and it's, like, a joke or something. <clears throat> but that was the only scene that black guy was in. He said a couple things, made a joke, and then went laid back down and took a nap. Hmm. But they maybe, weren't, like, maybe they it. didn't, like not like him or anything. It right, was like right, right. one of their buddies or fellow like surgeons or whatever, but I don't know. And then there was like, you know how like there'll be a topic of an episode where somebody is cheating on somebody and that's like, Oh no. Oh my God. But on this show, like everybody's cheating on their wives at home or husbands at home. Right. Like there's a couple on the show that you're like, Oh, they're a couple. But then the next scene they're like, I'm married. Well, so am I. Fuck it. You know, it's like, right. And like, that's true, I guess. And they just, okay, let's go. And they shut the curtain, you know, <laughs> like, you know, what the fuck? like this is just open, which I get that like, that's very common in military. So, but I don't know. <laughs> it just, I was a little shocked. I was like, okay, I'm getting the tone of the show now. I gotcha. My, so. my, we were never allowed to watch it as a kid because I, I think it takes place in the Korean war and my yeah. dad was in the Korean war and he didn't think it was, he didn't think the war was very funny and he thought the show was making fun of it. So he, he wouldn't let us watch it. Hmm. No, I mean, it's got like some comedy parts in it too, but there's also a little bit of that ER mixed well, with no, like not, Grey's Anatomy. That's not what I thought. I don't feel that way. No, that's I know, I know, I know. But you said you haven't watched it. So yeah, yeah. it's got like that ER Grey's Anatomy vibe to it as well, especially when they're doing surgery and stuff like that. I, I know there's one guy in the show that played a, a um, one of the main characters that eventually left the show. He 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 separated himself from the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the, the producers and director wanted to make it completely clear that if he left, he was not coming back. 
And so I guess mm. they felt like he was taking it with a grain of salt. So when he left, I guess they not only had him get shot. <laughs> it's like his character got shot. And then the helicopter he was in transporting the body crashed. <laughs> oh, God. And then they finally got the body, had a whole funeral, and then, like, burned it. <laughs> like They made it completely clear that he was not coming back on the show. So I'd probably massacre Before we burn this body, are we sure this is him? Like... <laughs> It's him, all right. I confirmed it three times. <laughs> Somebody's probably going to write in and say that I masked it just like they did the, <laughs> the baseball thing or the football yeah. thing. Oh, I'm sure. There's probably people right now going, oh, my God, that mash is not like that. Oh, my God. They're well, no, not that's a not racist I'm talking show. about this, this infamous in, in the movie industry. It's pretty infamous. Like it, like it even led to terms like he got mashed or something like that, like meaning when he <laughs> left the show, like they screwed him over and got mashed. Kind of like potatoes. Okay. Scene. All right, we got way off track. Yes. Scene 11. We now see the boys walking through the town. Peter pipes up saying he bets that they're the only ones that have ever camped out in a ghost town. Greg notices Hmm. something and says, hey, look, it's a stagecoach. Peter suggests standing next to it and he'll take a picture of him. But Greg one ups him saying they'll make a movie. Ooh. The great stagecoach robbery. How did he come up with that title? He, he just, just like opened that. his mouth and out it came. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, excited, asks, who's going to be the crook? Bobby answers, you are. You have shifty eyes. And then, shifty eyes. then Peter, or then Bobby crosses his eyes and, of course, makes monkey noises. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to sneak that in there and then, like, I looked at it and I was like, why is the, it's only... Like the, I noticed the media it was like this tiny little font. I'm like, really, Tuck? Yeah, really? I know. I just saw it. I was like, oh, my God. So I was going to try to fix it without you noticing. But I knew you would see it like pop, pop, pop. I'm like, oh, fuck. Never mind. Anyways, <clears throat> moving on. Yeah. Greg then calls Marsha, Jane, and Cindy, who come running over as if they're waiting for their names to be called. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like there's no time. He doesn't have to wait at all. It's like, Marsha, before he even says Cindy, like Marsha's already in frame. (laughs) Greg asks them if they want to be in a movie, the great stagecoach robbery. The girls excitedly say yes, saying how it would be fun. (laughs) Bobby pipes up saying he wants to play the stagecoach driver. Greg goes. And then also Greg like had to remind Marsha quickly. No, you keep your clothes on for this one. (laughs) And she's like, oh, and then buttons are jeans. Bobby pipes up saying he wants to play the stagecoach driver. Greg goes into directing mode, then crosses over to Peter, confirming that he's the crook. Bobby <laughs> once again explaining. <laughs> Bobby once again explaining it's because of it. he has shifty eyes and once again gets all cross-eyed and makes monkey noises. <laughs> Peter, tired of the monkey business. I see what I did there. Um, tells Bobby he is going to be the first guy he shoots. After being corralled by Greg, I see what I did there. Um, was there any ghost town horses? Never mind. Um, after being corralled by Greg, Peter asks Marsha if he can borrow her scarf. She happily agrees as Greg begins explaining that she's going to be the new school monitor coming into town. And I'm just going to pretend hmm. like I know what that is. Then tells I assume it's Claire Clayton. Oh, oh, okay. So a teacher. Then tells Cindy and Jan that they're going to be... <laughs> Then tells Cindy and Jan that they're going to be dancing saloon girls. Mm-hmm. 
The girls then begin dancing in a chorus line as Greg once again has to be director and get everyone going again. He tells the girls to get into the stagecoach, which they do. He instructs the girls to have their heads out of the window with Bobby on top as the stagecoach driver. He then instructs Peter to run in as if he's on a horse. Peter runs in, acting like he has guns, telling him to stick him up, which everyone does. Greg reminds Bobby that he has to protest and protect his passengers. Bobby <laughs> looks at Peter and yells, you can't hold us up. But Peter just pretends to shoot him. Bobby, getting upset and perhaps a little competitive, says, if you shoot me again, I'm going to get mad. But director <laughs> Greg reminds him that he's been shot and that he has to die. But Bobby gets upset, but Bobby gets upset saying he doesn't want to die. He just started acting. Bobby finally agrees and does a big, long, drawn-out dying scene as the girls shriek <laughs> in shock. He finishes by falling off the carriage onto the ground. The camera tilts up to see weird prospector guy looking out of the window again. <laughs> right. The scene continues with Peter telling the girls. He's like, oh, they're, they're shooting a movie. <laughs> the scene Is dancing girls? The scene, which, I mean, basically he's, basically Greg's telling them, okay, you guys are whores. Like, you guys are whores and you're a teacher. They don't have dancing saloon girls back then. Come on. Um, the scene continues. <laughs> fucking with, saloon girls. Your girls in saloons, what do they do? They dance, you know. On um, <laughs> a stagecoach with a teacher, somehow. <laughs> a teacher? That sounds like a bad joke. Okay, a teacher and two whores come into town on a stagecoach. Um <laughs> The scene continues with Peter telling the girls to get out of the stagecoach, which they do in fear. Greg directs him to come in and grab their jewelry. Peter barges into the scene, demanding they give him their jewelry. It's now we realize why Greg wanted to do this movie. <laughs> he instructs the girls to flirt with Peter so that he won't rob them. Just as the flirting starts... Alice ruins it by calling and whistling for the kids while yelling for chow time and hitting a pan. Carol now <laughs> uses this side. <laughs> Carol, not, not used to this side of Alice, gives her a dirty look and explains that she could raise a few ghosts around here. Greg de decides that he'll uh, finish um, their porn or <laughs> their movie um, after they eat. As the kids run off, we see creepy prospector guy staring through the window once again. Yeah, that was a long porn? scene. <laughs> yeah. So when Peter says his first line, walking in down the street, mm -hmm. it sounds dubbed. It doesn't. It sounds like it was done. Oh, in for the sure. Studio. Yeah, like they did in post. It yeah, definitely. Terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Because they did it in a studio, they didn't just do it on set. <laughs> which I understand. They probably decided that it needed to be done like probably a week or two later. But they, I would still record it outside and not in a studio. You know, well, it sounds like outside. the sound guy went into the to the bathroom to take a piss, saw Peter, and be like, "Oh, real quick, let me get let me get you saying this line real quick," because it sounded like it was like in the bathroom <laughs> or something. <laughs> but second, like, they don't check to make sure that thing is safe before they start climbing in it. <laughs> I know, I was a little concerned about that. Well, I mean, too. two things: the thing's been sitting there for a hundred something years; it's probably going to break. And two, like, right. you don't know if there's any bugs or anything in it? Like, you're just going to climb into it? Yeah. It was a reality because the girls probably be like, I'm not getting in that. Seriously, That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Bobby kind of scared me. He almost looked like he got hurt when he fell off. 
Like his foot <laughs> kind of caught on the the wheel. Yeah. And it looked like he was going to break his leg. It was quite a stunt. It was quite a stunt. He fell from all yeah. the way to the top and then down to the ground. And another thing, the last thing I got was, I thought it was funny because Marsha refused to flirt. <laughs> she, <laughs> she even gives a slight dirty look. She's like, ew. It's pretty funny. I know. I could tell later because Peter was like, Greg had talked to Peter. He's like, sorry, man, I tried. I told her she had to flirt with you, but. <laughs> she kept asking me to be the robber. I was like, why? <laughs> so why does Mr. Howell insist on watching them so distinct? Like he like peeks his head through this window and just kind of looks around. Like, like it's like he's trying to get caught. Like somebody go, look, there's somebody looking right there. <laughs> <clears throat> no, you caught me. Oh. Probably because he's jerking off. He wants to get caught. <laughs> okay. What in the world? So this is where we take our next break. All right. Okay. So what is up with this crazy ghost town? And what mm. is up with Alice being able to whistle like that? And what is up mm. with Thurston Howell the Prospector? Mm. Find out when we come back. Mm. We will be back. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801 252 6945. Open the gates. a good break i feel very rested now <laughs> i i i too you look rested, rested. <laughs> you look rested um, <laughs> so me and you yeah. kind of grew up together i mean we we met when we were 13 to 14 12 and 13 no 12, like 12 13 12 and 13 yeah but i mean i recognize there's times before that and in this they 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 do the iconic family road trip you know the good old-fashioned family american family road trip i mean i feel Love like it. this is in part part in in part what probably inspired national lampoon's vacation you know what i mean that whole station wagon road trip kind of thing for sure um but growing up do you ever remember um when you were growing up going on any iconic family road trips like this tons i yeah. went on tons of road trips including one to the grand canyon uh, I went to the Green Canyon when I was a kid. It was uh, my mom, my sister, and me. From where? We drove out there. Huh? Um, might have been from California. Did you do it in a day? <laughs> I don't remember. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, I don't know, because my mom was a lot like Carol, because my mom drank coffee 24-7 and had to stop. I had to pee like every hour. But anywho, um, I can relate to this episode a lot. Not just going to the Grand Canyon on a road trip, but 
even piling in a car with a lot of people. So when I would be at my dad's for the summer, that was five of us kids plus my dad and my stepmom. And we also had a housekeeper. No, we didn't have a housekeeper. (laughs) But, uh, and we would always piling. We wouldn't go on like days long trips, but we would go on a lot of trips that took us where we'd have to drive a lot of hours during the day and go do stuff and then drive back. And, right. You know, so I can relate to all that with the one little kid sitting in the front with the parents back when you had like the bench seats in those cars. Right. Like we've, I've had to do that several times. It was either <laughs> me or my little sister, Jenny. I always had, to, but it was always a, it was a cool thing to be able to sit up front because right. a, you got the AC right there. Yeah, that's true. Plus you were cool. You were up there with, you know, mom, dad, you know, but yeah. What about you? Well, my, my parents' idea of like a vacation was we're going to go visit Uncle Tom or we're going to go visit your sister Donna or we're going to go visit your brother. It's like, why can't we just go on vacation? Like, why do we have to go visit people? <laughs> like, I mean, it was cool visiting yeah. family. Don't get me wrong, but I would have liked to go to like the Grand Canyon or DC or, you know, Washington Monument yeah. or, you know, Mount Rushmore or whatever. But yeah, me and my mom went to Mount Rushmore one time, too. Yeah, my, my parents never would have done that unless I had a family member that lived at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> That's the only way they would have went. <laughs> hey, we only go where other family lives because we're too exactly, cheap. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my gas. <laughs> well, they didn't mind spending gas. They just weren't going to spend money for a hotel. Like they, come hated, on they hated if it took more than one day because then they had to pay for right. a hotel. Right. And they weren't going to do that no. and waste their gas. Exactly. <laughs> very, your mom was like very big on not wasting yeah. gas. I'm not going to drive to that side of the parking lot. I'm not going to waste my gas. <laughs> Remember that was like a quote from her. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a few it's times like, that we it's had like a hundred feet. There was a few what? times we had air conditioning in our car and my mom refused yeah. to run it because it would waste gas. <laughs> That's funny. So, okay. <clears throat> so now that that uh, ended on a high note and it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep talking if you want. I have more stories about so, family road trips, but I was waiting for you to continue on with your story. What story? Because <laughs> you were saying we never went anywhere. No, we didn't. No, we never. We went. <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember going up. <laughs> I remember twice going to my sister Donna's house. One, we drove the whole distance from Florida. The second time, <laughs> they drove to Pensacola and then had my, my sister meet me in Pensacola and me and Kelly got out and got in their car and continued. And they just went home <laughs> because they didn't want to spend the gas money. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, growing up because I had to move a lot. So it's usually me, my mom, and my sister. Right. I remember we drove from California to North Carolina because my mom was military. So we... That was her next duty station but was North Carolina. Didn't she couldn't go duty in California? <laughs> <laughs> and why'd you call your bathroom a duty station? That didn't make any sense. No, um, but <laughs> I thought the military moved you. Like, why'd you guys have to drive? <laughs> what do we do? You sit in chairs and they come over and pick you up and carry you? Well, no, there? I thought that they, they don't move all your stuff and you just get on a plane and fly. Yeah, they move all the stuff, but we still have to drive to Oh, I thought they would move your car, too. Why? How are we going to get there? Fly? Oh. <laughs> no. It's probably cheaper than driving. I don't know. My mom liked to drive, so we know. always did a lot of road trips. And so I didn't mind them. It was, it was fun. Yeah, and so we've done, I did a lot of like road trips, family road trips. Even when my parents were together, which wasn't very long, they even had a, a camper. 
that was connected to like on the back of like a truck, like a pickup, like an airstream. No, not like connected behind it, like on top. Oh, like a fifth wheel, like a gooseneck. I don't. The camper was in the bed of the truck. Oh, oh, really? Like on a Twister? I don't know. Okay, anyway. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. But it was like in the bed of the truck, yeah. and then there was also a part that went over like the top of the cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we had one of those, and we did a lot of trips that way, too, with that. That, that those, those that don't fit cool. that many people, do they? Oh, it fit us. Mm. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. Oh, and that's the trip where I got hooked on ABBA because oh, oh, oh. in that truck, my parents had a an eight track, and the eight track I guess was stuck in there, okay, or something. And so that's all we listened to was the one album of ABBA over and over wow. and over again, and that's how I know ABBA so well. I drove from Florida, or I rode in the back of a car from Florida to Oklahoma and back with no ACs and the windows open. Yeah. It was horrible. Terrible. I drove from here to Northern California by myself. Very nice. And I've driven from here to Las Vegas and back. Not by myself, but yeah. Cool. The furthest cool. I've driven from here is uh, to, we went on a big road trip, my family, not m- me and my parents, but me and my family, um, right before my four-year-old was born, actually right before we found out we were having him, we went on a big road trip. We bought a new vehicle for this road trip. Like we planned the buying of a new vehicle around this road trip. And we went, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we, we left, um, spent the first night in um, Louisiana, east of New Orleans. I'm sorry, west of New Orleans. Um and then the next day, we got to, to Megan's dad's house in Texas, northern Texas. Stayed there for a couple of days, went up to my brother's house in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and then uh, stayed there for a couple of days, and then went over to my sister's house in Oklahoma, stayed there for a couple of days, went over to my brother's house in Tennessee, stayed there, and then drove back down to Florida. Hmm. The look on the kids' faces was interesting. When we were standing in my brother's kitchen, and I told them, at this moment, you guys are closer to the Pacific Ocean than you are the Atlantic. And Jake's <laughs> eyes got big, and he asked my brother, he's like, how far are we from California? And my brother's like, well, maybe 8, 10, 12 hours, something like that. And my son just free. He's like, can we go to California? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to drive to California. <laughs> can we just no. real quick, real quick, just, just pop just over there real quick? Went. No, no, no. And also, <laughs> I know this is getting long. Um, we're planning a big road trip here in a couple of years. We're going to do it again. Where are you going? This time we're driving to Michigan. Not Michigan. Michigan? Mm-hmm. Not Michigan. We're driving to Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, gonna, don't you know? We're going to take a day or two and go up to Canada. Hey, that's uh, that's where they filmed Fargo. Yeah. And I wonder if they have a town called Mirgo. <laughs> oh, oh, Jimmy Klein. But, but what's cool joke. is they still have Toys R Us up there. Really? They got Toys R Us up there, and they have Circuit City up there. And they have snow. They have Lots a fast food chain. My son's super excited about this. They have a fast food chain that only serves Mongolian food. Huh. So he's really Mongolian barbecue? I have no idea. That's okay. cool. So anyways, let's get back into this. <laughs> yeah. When we left off, the Brady family was off 
to a fun-filled vacation to the Grand Canyon, but got sidetracked because Carol only wanted to drive for two hours. And now <laughs> the Bradys are being stalked by some strange prospector guy. Will everything turn out okay, Tech? I don't know. Well, let's get back into this and find out. Okay, good. Scene 12. The Bradys are now underneath the cover of the awning, making use of some of the furniture left in the ghost town. Alice has made what looks like fried chicken for everyone. When Alice has her back turned, we see creepy prospector guy reach around the corner and grab a piece of chicken. When Alice goes to grab it herself, it's gone. When Alice notices it's gone, she ponders, Either my eyes are playing tricks on me, or that chicken just got up and walked away. Oh, that's the same note I had before, that they have a ton of supplies where they store it all. I don't know why I wrote that down twice. Yeah. <laughs> but it must have really struck me that they have they have a lot of shit. How did she make fried chicken? Where did they store it? How do they not have salmonella poisoning? It's not just that, but that means they would have had to bring flour. Yeah. They would have had to bring oil in a way to like or shake you know, and cook the oil. If it's shake and bake, they could have done it in a frying pan. And Cindy probably helped. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that it really struck me. I was like, they got a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. There has to be storage yeah. space in that camper. And of course they had to keep the chicken cold. Right. Who brings who makes fried chicken on a fucking camping trip? I bet they have one Are of those old me? metal Coleman uh, coolers. Next thing you know, she's like, oh, and next they're making London broil. Exactly. And yeah. then tomorrow night, I'm going to make... Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay. Scene 13. We now see old prospector guy out in the open. He's mm. sitting on a porch talking to a mule. Mm. He reasons with all the supplies that they have, they must be staying a while. Mm-hmm. He then wonders how they heard about his strike. He and then, wonders where the hell they kept it. Yeah, right. Where the hell they keep all this? <laughs> They're all fitting in the car. They're all in the back, too. Um, he then begins explaining to the mule that he knows just how to outslick those slickers. He then mm. asks the mule if, he would, if it would put a smile on her face, then tries to feed the mule chicken. But the mule recoils Fuck. and makes noises that sound like this. Go ahead, Tech. There you go. Oh, you know I don't like chicken. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be hiding. Like, like right. He was literally sitting there and looking across the way, like he yeah. was sitting across the street from them. Like they could easily <laughs> just wave to him. Like he's just right there. <laughs> exactly. He wasn't hiding behind anything. He was sitting on a porch, very with a big fucking mule. Yeah, yeah. Right there. That just made a shit ton of noise. But also, <laughs> like the guy at the gas station didn't know this weirdo was out there. Like. Apparently, he's like, spoiler, he's like a third generation weirdo living in this town. <laughs> yeah. The gas station attendant couldn't have been like, hey, watch out. There's some weirdo out there that thinks he's a prospector. Like, <laughs> we think he spent time on a desert island. He's probably crazy. Um, right. Um, All right. Scene 14. We are back with the Bradys. Cindy asks the question, since we're in a real ghost town, when do we get to see any ghosts? Mm-hmm. But Carol explains that it's just a saying and there aren't any real ghosts. Alice, not liking the idea of staying in a ghost town, eagerly agrees that there aren't any ghosts. Mike then, feeling the need to mansplain, tells her that they call it a ghost town because that's all that are left are the memories of what used to be. 
Just then, the creepy prospector guy walks up behind them shouting, Howdy, folks! <laughs> Everyone jumps. Did he scare the After bejesus apologies. out of them? <laughs> After apologizing for scaring them, we are finally introduced properly to creepy, creepy prospector guy. Brown's my name, Zachariah T. And Betsy and I want to welcome you to Cactus Creek. Mike thanks him for his hospitality, stands up and shakes his hand and introduces himself, adding, This is my family and Alice. <laughs> when Zachariah sees Alice with the chicken, he claims he hasn't eaten in three days. And <laughs> so, bitch, we just watching, saw you. Yeah, when I was watching this, I'm like, bitch, we saw you. Like, sorry, it just it irritated me. Alice learning that bullshit detector from years of servicing Mike, servicing Mike, tells him that there are crumbs in his whiskers. I know she don't like. She calls him straight yeah, she out. She calls his that bullshit. shit out quick. Mike reluctantly asks him if he wants to join them in a bite. When he happily agrees, he then asks what they're doing in these parts, and they don't often see strangers. Carol explains that they're going to the Grand Canyon. Carol fucking loves telling people she that, does, don't she? We're, we're going to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, we're okay. going to the Grand Canyon. We're the going to the camp, Grand you can't Canyon. can't afford a hotel room. <laughs> That's like the third person she's told. Peter then pipes up. Why do you always put pipe with Peter? Is that Peter pipes up? I, I That's didn't like know a idea. third time. I didn't realize I was. Because he always blurts shit out of nowhere. Third time in this episode, he said Peter pipes up. Yeah. Does he pack a pickle peppers too? Probably. <laughs> Packs his pickles somewhere. <laughs> Packing that pickle in <laughs> Martian. Oh, no, that's yeah. right, because she refused. Never mind. <laughs> Peter then pipes up saying that they're going to find some gold. Yeah, like, well, yeah, that, well that struck me. I'm like, what the what the fuck is he talking about? Like, nobody has ever mentioned gold. What is he talking about? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. Why would he even say that? <laughs> nobody, nobody. Hey, Tech, do you want to go to the Grand Canyon? You mean to get gold? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, that has nothing to do with it. Like, I don't, nobody has said gold no. yet in this entire episode. <laughs> Zechariah, taking this at face value, responds, I kind of figured that, young man. Greg then asks if he was here during the gold, the gold, the big gold boom. <laughs> are you 130 years old, mister? <laughs> Oh God. I was like, no, that was like in 1849 exactly. to like, it was 1848 to like 1850 something. And it's like, come on, <laughs> it's 1971. <laughs> Zechariah then begins explaining that his granddaddy made the first strike and then he built this whole town. See, that doesn't even make sense. Because if you think, okay, let's be generous and say that his granddaddy didn't have kids till he was 25. And then okay. his dad had kids when he was 25. That's only 50 years ago. That's 1920. I mean, there wasn't a gold rush in 1920. Um, no, I'd say he was born in probably 1920. Oh, you think this guy was born? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. And then that would have been 50 At years least. before that. Yeah. Might've right, been yeah. more like 1910 or that would 19... be about 1870. Good point. Yeah, okay, so the math does check out. Never mind. Well, not, yeah. Well, for granddaddy, maybe. Yeah. Excuse me. That's <laughs> not you're going to go, Elliot. Uh, 
He then says the stories he could tell. <laughs> Sorry, that's just funny. Oh, God. Oh, I actually laughed one of your jokes. <laughs> no, you were laughing like, at my yeah. joke. <laughs> you were like, yeah, in the middle of a podcast. Oh. <laughs> I, got a, I got it recorded too. You actually <laughs> laughed at one of my jokes. And I was like, oh, what's he thinking about now? <laughs> and then maybe you farted <laughs> or something. Because <laughs> it sounded like that too. Oh, Jesus. So okay. good. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> wow <laughs> Alright Okay He then says the stories he could tell them Would keep them bug eyed Of course when the kids hear this They get super excited and begin begging For him to tell them stories First of all this guy is fucking full of shit By the <laughs> <Exactly>. way <laughs> A single story he tells I don't think is true You know he turned to the mule at one point and went Watch this <laughs> <laughs> Carol then pipes up saying they'd love to hear some. He then holds up the chicken bone saying, well, I might be able to if I have the right kind of encouragement. Mike turns and asks Alice if there's any more encouragement. <laughs> Alice explains he has a choice. Does he want the neck or the part that goes over the fence last? What? What's that? Yeah, I didn't get that either. I don't know what she means by over the fence. I guess she throws shit in the neighbor's yard. I don't know. <laughs> Alex explains that he has a choice. Does he want? <laughs> you say want to neck? <laughs> do you, That's what do you want a neck? To do. Yeah. <laughs> or do you want to go over the fence? He's like, I don't see no butchers around here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of the state, therefore I ain't cheating. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Alice explains that he has a choice. Does he want part of the neck? Or the part that goes over the fence last. I don't know what that means. Zachariah simply says, I never could make any decisions. I'll take both kinds. Alice proudly gets back to cooking. I think they could have played the ghost jump scare, the, the, the ghost slash jump scare joke better. Because early on, <clears throat> excuse me, early on in the scene, I got to go back in the notes and look. Um, which, uh, Carol was saying there aren't really any ghosts. Alice, not like an idea. Uh, staying in ghost town, Eagly agrees, blah, blah, blah. I think they should have um, timed it so that when, when Alice is like, yeah, yeah, there, there's no ghosts in a ghost town. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, howdy, folks. And then Alice just freaks the fuck out and screams. That would have been way <laughs> right. funnier than the way they played it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, that and that howdy folks was fucking loud. It was. He came in, howdy folks, and they're like Jesus fucking because they they think they're alone. Yeah, and like oh, I didn't mean to scare you. Bullshit. It's like damn, if you would yell that loud, you would have got off that island. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, do you really eat chicken necks? Um, I think people use them to like make gravy and stuff again, like the stock. Uh, but I don't know if anybody that eats gross. them though. <clears throat> No. I don't. I throw all that shit out. Yeah, I don't right. use any of that stuff. I'm like, why but. did you give me this? <laughs> I'm buying this shit by the pound. Take this shit out. Um, <clears throat> scene 15. The Bradys now appear to be taking a walk with Zachariah as he explains how the entire town belonged to his granddaddy. He then comes up to a building and explains that it was the old blacksmith residence. He tells the Bradys that the blacksmith was the strongest man that he had ever met. 
and that he could pick up a horse with one hand and shoe him with the other. Fucking when we, Mr. He could Brady, not. <clears throat> what's that? Such bullshit. <laughs> Horse shit. You're not even a real prospector. You're the guy from the fucking Gilligan's Island. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when Mr. When Mr. Brady asks, you wouldn't kid a man, would you, Mr. Brown? Zachariah protests <laughs> saying, no. Then tells him that he got killed holding up a train. Alice, looking concerned, asks, oh, he was shot? Zachary explains, no. He held it up as long as he could, and it fell on him. Oh. <laughs> the ladies, the, the ladies, the Bradys then laugh hysterically, which they laughed way too long and hard at this, as they continue <laughs> on their tour. <clears throat> okay, like, why the fuck are they talking to this guy? Because he showed up and said, hey, I can tell you tons of stories. But and I mean, like, okay. why is Mike not, like, playing it safe? Like, he seemingly always does like if me and you went on vacation right you're like hey man you want to go you know check out this old ghost town cool sit there eat hang out this old weird homeless looking prospector comes walking up trying to talk to hey do you got any more of that chicken uh no actually we we're just leaving you know what i mean like why are they <laughs> sure you want to give us a tour of the town like why why are they hanging out with this guy <laughs> i can see it now like if that actually happened you and i are sitting there yeah. and they go hey can i have some chicken and I would probably be the one that's like, no, actually, we're just leaving. And then you would, I picture you going, do you know about this town? Like, could you tell us stories and maybe show us around? Like, <laughs> Jim, what the fuck are you doing? Like, let's go. That's <laughs> like three days later. Come on, dude. We're supposed to be at Zacharias at seven for dinner. Like, Jimmy, we're supposed to be at the <laughs> fucking Grand Canyon. <clears throat> Scene 16. We now see the Brady's walking through a different area of town. As they walk through the town, they are now talking about the saloon. The audio here is terrible, and it's kind of hard to understand. It really is. But it's basically Zechariah talking about drinking, shooting, and gambling. And he says, except on Sundays. There's no gambling on Sundays. Carol somewhat sarcastically says, very touching, Mr. Brown. <laughs> Zechariah then tells them something that very few people know. Jesse James had a crooked poker game in there and went to jail for the very first time there. Peter completely freaks, exclaiming, Jesse James? Mike, smelling bullshit, says he didn't think Jesse James ever made it to this part of the country. Zechariah asks if he was going to believe him or those phony history books. Then claims he can prove it and asks the family to follow him, which... Of course, they do. I, I actually researched Jesse James, and he was in yep. both California and Arizona. So he was most absolutely. I figured right. that. I figured he was like California, <laughs> Arizona, or Colorado. Well, Tombstone is in Arizona, so <laughs> right. So he was most definitely in Arizona, and he was in California <laughs> yeah. for about a year as well. So Mike's saying, I didn't think he was in in this part. He was most definitely in that part. So <laughs> unless it happened after this was filmed, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Maybe he was being very specific, saying like this county. Oh, maybe. Uh huh. Mm. Scene 17. The family is now in front of yet another building as Zachariah explains to the Bradys that they can't believe everything they hear in the history books. They continue walking as they finally end up at the old jail. Zachariah claims that Jesse James carved his initials into the walls of this jail and that he can show them and prove it. 
Carol excitedly asks if they can see it. Zachariah enthusiastically agrees and ushers them inside. Okay, I did some research. They could have yeah. easily made it to the Grand Canyon. Okay, it's, <laughs> you're so stuck on yeah. this. So you're going to talk about the scene. You're like, no, no we're going no. back to the whole trip. It's 486 miles from Los Angeles to the Grand Canyon by road. Right? Okay. The speed limit at the time was probably 55 miles an hour. Right? So if they were going 55 okay. miles an hour, it would take eight hours and 48 <laughs> minutes to get from Los Angeles to the Grand Canyon. What time did train B leave, though? <laughs> but <laughs> if you remember in one of the first scenes, well, the scene where Carol goes into the girls' rooms, she specifically says, we're going to be up bright and early tomorrow to leave. Right. She specifically says that. So that means they got going early in the morning. They could have very easily made it to the Grand Canyon. I don't know why they had to stay overnight. Right. Well, they stopped off <clears throat> to look at the... Ghost town. Right. But she had made a comment saying, if we stop at this ghost town, we're not going to make it to the camp by nightfall. Right. But I mean, then they hang out at this ghost town for like half the day. <laughs> they're there forever. Maybe it that's never what they gets were, thought they were going to do. Well, it never gets dark in this episode. They're there. They must have got there at like noontime. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're eating like <laughs> yeah. lunch. True. So anyways. Now, going back to what you were saying about Mike not really being protecting here. Right. You know. So I get like walking around with this old man as he's pointing out shit around the town. That's cool. Whatever. But as far as like in this next scene, like where they, well, let's just get to the next scene. No, I I get what you're saying. Like I was waiting for him to say, you ever tried on an old pair of handcuffs? Like it's, I mean, it's, that's how, how it's that kind of thing. Yeah. You're like, Hey, let me tie you all up to this tree so you can see what it was like. Like, no, that's okay. Exactly. If you want to like do like, Greg or something, then that's cool. But it's the same with like, hey, why don't you all get inside the cell? Like, I would be like, no. Yeah. If I was Mike, I'd no, be like, let's I'm all wait out here. Let's and let go in look. groups. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah, we'll go in groups. Like and two or three, that, we go in. Then after that, I'll tie your whole family to railroad tracks so you can see what it feels like in those old cartoons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Scene eighteen. We are now inside the jailhouse. It appears old and dusty. Old Zechariah ushers them right into the old cell to see the carvings, but the Bradys can't seem to find them. He assures them that they are in there and tells them they have to go really get into the corner by the cot and look. As soon as they do, he giggles <laughs> like, well, an old prospector does. <laughs> and slams the cell door shut, <laughs> locking them in. Carol, thinking it's a joke, Turns with a smile, asking him, what are you, who are you doing That's what there? Like, what are you doing? Who are you doing? <laughs> Mike already fucking knows what just happened. Zechariah replies, keeping you slickers from stealing my claim. Uh, That's what I'm doing. Confused, everybody asks, what claim? Zechariah, thinking they're playing dumb, says, what claim? Gold claim. Mike assures him that they don't want any gold. But Peter butts in saying, sure we do, Dad. I meant to put pipes quickly. up, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it was quickly hushed by the rest of the Bradys. When Carol tries to pull a Karen and explains that they don't have any interest in his gold, she's quickly talked over by Zachariah. He scolds the Bradys, asking them if they really thought they could pull one over our old Zachariah T. Brown. He then tells them... He'll be back in the morning and quickly runs out. Now, real quickly, 
because he says, you guys are taking my claim. You're my gold. And, and then Mike's like, we don't want your gold. And then Peter's like, sure we do. And then that's when Zachariah says, uh, I'll take the boy's word for it. Yeah. Thanks. You know, and like pretty much that sealed the deal right there. Way to go, fucking Peter. Exactly. He piped up. He piped up. He sure um, piped up, didn't he? My only note was, wow, they really are stupid. <clears throat> well, I'm not going to blame them. I'm going to blame Mike for this one because yeah. he's smart enough to know, like, you, I, would, be. I wouldn't do that. Greg is supposed to be smart enough. He's the one that watched all these fucking movies, right? Hey, that's what he said in the last season. <laughs> Peter, too. He's like, what do you mean? Didn't they have any train robbery? Remember that that, that episode? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, even later, Peter pipes up and he says, yeah. I remember an old Western where I went. Yeah. Hmm. So. I guess this is the part he went to the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scene 19. There was a lot of scenes in this, in this episode. Yeah. Scene 19. We now follow Zachariah as he runs out of the jail and quickly to the car. He opens the car door and jumps into the driver's seat and takes off with the car and trailer. The Brady car and the trailer? The Brady car and trailer. Holy shit. Carol, still in Karen mode, looks like she's going to cry as she bellows, Mike, do something. <laughs> she always says that. <laughs> Mike assures them that they're going to bust out and that the bars have got to be rusted. So the entire family watches as this one man <laughs> tries to break steel bars by himself. <laughs> Mike finally gives up saying, wow, that's pretty strong rust. Carol asks what they're going to do as the camera fades to black. Why would the bars be that rusty in the desert? Because hmm. it's in a building. I mean, if it was right. Florida, hell yeah, of course. But this is a desert. Like, <laughs> they literally put planes out there because they know they won't rust. Like, anyways. Hmm. <clears throat> All right, scene 20. Some time has passed and it's now later in the day. We see everyone sitting around upset. Carol finally pipes up, just like Peter, pipes. saying, pipes up. there must be a way out. Thank you, Carol. Bobby then asks if Mike thinks they can use the key. When Mike asks what key, Bobby points out that there's a key he just noticed hanging on a post. Everyone gets excited, with Greg saying he saw the prospector take the key. Mike agrees. But Peter points out there's always two, one for the sheriff and one for the deputy. Carol, being a little slow, says, oh, that's it then. All they have to do is get the key. And then Mike's like, did you get there on your own? Did you get that? (laughs) (laughs) Then it dawns on her that the key is on the other side of the room. Bobby, being, well, Bobby says... I've seen a lot of Western movies, and all they have to do is wait for the gang to ride in and bust us out. Greg points out that <laughs> to the dum dum that they don't have a gang. Peter then remembers a Western where someone was in jail. So he goes to the window, he calls his horse, and he's acting all this shit out. Horse comes over, he takes the lasso off, and then uses it to get the key. And then Mike gets excited and says, I got it. And they all go, what? And he goes, I should have lost it. And he goes, no, I got it. I got it. Well, I, I think what, what Peter was trying to say was they call the horse over. They tie the, the rope from the horse to the bars. 
and then they have the horse walk away and they rips the bars off the thing. That's what he was trying to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then everybody yeah, started rolling their eyes because they don't have a horse. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so Mike gets an idea and he's asking who has a belt. Carol, being slow, says, I do, but what do you want with a belt? <laughs> like, are your pants falling down? Marsha's like, no, 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 no. I'm not falling for that again. Greg got, got <laughs> me with that last week. Nice try, fucker. Mike actually has to explain that he wants to use it as a rope to try and get the key. Carol is such an idiot. Holy shit. <laughs> she is so stupid in this episode. Like, she's such a moron. <laughs> and also, why didn't they all try to break the bars together instead of watching one man try to do it? I mean, he has Greg. Yeah, I feel like that's almost an adult himself. Right. I feel like if like at least uh, three or four of them like kept ramming or kicking the bars together. But they have three adults and then yeah. one boy that's almost an adult. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, if if. Mike and Carol and Alice and Greg and Marsha and maybe Peter and Jan all start pushing on these yeah. bars. I'm pretty sure they'd be able to do something instead yeah, of watching I'm sure they'd probably Mike kick do it. it out of like, they could kick it away from like the ceiling and all that. Yeah. Like they start kicking. But I mean, it. Alice yeah. is built like a linebacker. You know, she can knock that thing down. <laughs> and Jan, you know, she's got freaking calves like this as a fucking thigh. I don't know. Well, obviously she <laughs> has rodeos too. So, <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Scene 21. Mike has now fashioned a rope out of what he could find and is actively trying to get the keys. He tosses the... Well, there was not... What did he find? It was belts. Well, it looked like it was more than belt. I guess it was two belts, maybe? Is that what it was? I think it was like about th- probably about three or okay. so. But yeah. So Mike has now fashioned a rope out of the belts and is actively trying to get the keys. He tosses the belts and after a few tries, lands on the peg... The keys are hanging from. And I'm not yes. entirely sure what he's trying to do, but he then pulls, I guess, trying to break the peg. Yeah, trying to break the peg. But the belts just come apart and he loses one. Mm-hmm. Mike, undeterred, says, well, we'll have to go with plan B. Alice asks, well, what's plan B? But I, I, I guess I didn't understand that. Why That wouldn't be my first go-to. Why is he trying to to break the wood? How else is he going to do it? Well, I mean, if you can snag the keys, like the how are you going to snag the keys with like a rope? Well, I mean, it, it's not. I mean, it's, if you can like put the rope through the because it's a pretty big ring. Yeah, if you could somehow get the rope through that ring and snag on even a little bit, the bars are really long. You could easily walk the rope down to the other side. You're going to have total leverage to pull it off the peg easily. For some reason, they're trying to do it right beside the peg, which they should be down from it. But yeah. <clears throat> All right, scene 22. We now see everyone standing in the cell barefoot. Instead of using the shoelaces as a rope, Mike is actually tossing the shoes and <laughs> trying to knock the keys off. He misses repeatedly and finally has one shoe left. It was the big guns when he first was there were big boots. He tosses and miraculously knocks the keys to the floor. He now grabs the socks that have all been tied together into a rope with Carol's purse on the end. Mike tosses it and on the first try snags the keys and pulls them over to the cell. What I don't understand, and I know we've had like 50 years to think about this, but 
why didn't he save the laces and just keep throwing the same shoe? <laughs> Instead of, what would he have done if he would have missed this time? Right. Like, he could have easily taken all the shoelaces off, tied them together, tie them to one shoe, and that way yeah. if he missed, he could pull that shoe back. Yeah, that's smart. But, that's smart. But, like, in this scene, they were showing him throwing an underhand, but when they would show the shot, oh yeah, it was... <laughs> Totally like overhand, like hardcore throw. They probably had one of the boys because, like I said, Peter looked like he really played baseball in that one episode. So they're probably having mm-hmm. the boys throw it. <laughs> I, I figured it was just something done, like probably in a second fucking unit <laughs> shot. Yeah. On another day. Scene 23. We now see the Brady family happily running out of the jail. Carol rounds up the kids and explains to them. That, that although they are free, they are still stranded. Mike then offers to walk down to the main road to try to get some help. Greg cites that a man should never hike alone and asks if he can come. Mike explains that it needs him to stay behind and make sure that everyone else is all right. Peter then asks if he can go. Mike asks if he thinks he's up to it. When Peter says yes, he lets him. Carol tells them that they'll be waiting and to be careful. Mm-hmm. I can't like first off not to beat off a dead horse but how in the hell is it still daytime <laughs> like they've been there for like four days and it's still the same day like why didn't they just keep driving and why on earth <laughs> did they stop for the night this early they had to have stopped at like 11 in the morning <laughs> for the night I, I would I was guessing probably like around noon or one um, also 20 miles and then if they don't find help, that's yeah. 20 miles both ways. So that's 40 yeah. miles. You're going to make your, what, 11-year-old son walk with no water, no food, no protection. It's <laughs> like, what the hell? This is survival, man. You got to do something. You can't go alone. But why in Who the hell would you take? let your son do it? Who else are you going to take? He's a young kid. He's he's sporty. He's He'll probably outlast Mike. Yeah, but I mean, so so let's say you and let's say you were with a big group of people, <laughs> and you had mm-hmm. to walk and get help. You would let Rand walk with you forty miles in the desert with no water <laughs> or food. I would not want him to go exactly, but <laughs> but it all depends on who else do I have? Why would I? Who am I leaving him with? A um, group of people. Is or? there somebody else that can go with me? Why I don't understand why Mike needs somebody to go with him. Because, because you should sensor? never hike alone. Yeah, well, that's what anything Greg can says. happen. Right. I mean, anything can happen when he's out there. It could be something dumb where he just steps on a rock wrong and snaps his I ankle. I would have had Alice go. Fuck it. She ain't <laughs> family? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I wouldn't have let Peter go. I, I think that was a bad choice, parenting-wise. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, anything, I if anything, I would have let Marsha go. And I know that sounds strange. But Marsha's a lot older than Peter, and she could probably handle it. And she'd be more together mm. if something did happen. Mm, maybe. Okay. But I would probably, if I had to take somebody with me, it would either be, you're right, Peter or Marsha. But Peter volunteered and wanted yeah, to go. That's true. I mean, Peter does play sports, so there's no <clears throat> doubt that he could do it. I mean, they yeah. ride their bikes and walk around town going to parks and shit all day anyways, but... I don't know. Right. Just as a parent, uh, I wouldn't want my kids to go. When uh, Kara was uh, kissing them, she kissed Peter like right on the she mouth. She did. Like, I think, I think, mm. I think, like she went to pull away, and I think Peter like, grabbed the back of her head. I think I saw that. 
<laughs> and Greg was in the background looking at him like, bitch. whatever. <laughs> you bitch. Maybe it was like the movie was like, I felt your tongue in my mouth. It's called the French kiss, mm-hmm. mom. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> wow. That took a dark <laughs> turn. All right. <laughs> Scene 24. Carol and Alice are sitting back where they ate with the trusty mule behind them. Alice, getting impatient, asks Carol if she thinks they reached the highway yet and asks how long they've been gone. Carol says, 20 minutes. <laughs> Alice sarcastically says, how time flies when you're having fun. Carol, always able to raise spirits, says, no water, no food. What if Mike and Peter can't make it to the highway? What's going to happen to them? To all of us. I was just giving you a dramatic moment. No, I wanted it. I was like, this is beautiful. And so I was like, you got it. Where the hell is Greg? Like the whole point <laughs> of him being there is to stick around and make sure that everything's okay. He's fucking shooting the movie. He's like, okay, now Jan has got, he's got her leg up here and Marsha over here. <laughs> but I mean, like if creepy old prospector guy comes back in town, like he could easily, mm-hmm. I don't know full carol with a carrot on a stick or something uh, it probably wouldn't be that wouldn't take that much <laughs> but i mean he could easily do something and greg is off like just screwing around doing something like <clears throat> i don't know it kind of bothered right. me a little bit. <clears throat> but that's the yeah. end of the episode that's the what? end of the episode that's the end of the episode yeah but they didn't tie it up into a neat package in a half an hour tag Oh, no, because they have to stay tuned next week for part two. Oh, so then they're going to, yeah. they're going to, okay, okay, so in part two, they're going to wrap it up into a neat little package, right? No, no, Jimmy. Nope. Because then there's part three after that, oh, and wow. that'll be wrapped up into a nice teat, tight little package okay. with a bow. So this is a three, that's what I was getting at when I said, it's only episode one. I apologize. We didn't make it a three-parter. No, so we're we're coming at you right here in the beginning with a threesome. As as they said back when this was filmed, we're keeping it real. <laughs> we're keeping it real, and it, now let me tell you, this episode was jam packed full of excitement compared to episode two. Oh, really? Episode two is like a filler episode. <laughs> it's just a lot of them. Hey, we're at the Grand Canyon. Spoiler alert. Hey, we're at the Grand Canyon. Let's look at it. Now let's drive down the road like five miles and get out and look at it again. Wow. You remember those like montages of them driving and singing? Yeah. Yep. There's a, t- a ton of those in so the next do, episode. Does, um, does Alice ever get to sit on the, uh, the mule? Oh, <laughs> just wait, Jimmy. Oh, just boy. you wait. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so we had a good time here today, didn't we? We did have a good time. But here don't today. be offended. <laughs> We're not sexist. We're not racist. We do love the show. And we're just doing this out of fun. And tech, in real life, tech doesn't call any any uh, race of people spear throwers. Just I'm just throwing that out there. Tech never uses that terminology. <laughs> no, I'm just quoting MASH first episode. All right. Well, we do appreciate you guys, and we missed you guys. We did miss you guys. It just wasn't the same. Me and tech kept sitting around going, Scene through. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. No. Right. And we did do a post right before we recorded, and we did hear back from Jenny. We did. She said, oh, can't and wait. So, Emmy Kate. Yes. 
And that's see for the longest time I, I I'm embarrassed to say I actually thought they were the same person because they were never in the same post at the same time. You know what I mean? Oh shit. I really thought it was the same person. I thought it was like Thurston Howell and you know, Zachariah T. Brown. They um, yeah, but I was wrong. They, they are not the same person. Like they're two different people. Impressive. Yes. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate it, Jenny and Emmy. Thanks for commenting on those. Heck yes. <sighs> but we're glad to be back now. We missed you. Yes, we did. It's 2021 now. So, but we still have that ongoing homework assignments for everybody. Yeah, I hope everybody did their homework. Yes. Such as? Check out the website, averybradypodcast.com. Or you can go on to Apple Podcasts and do a rate and review that really helps out the show. Or do a rate and review however you watch it, if they even have a rate and review. Tell two yep. friends about the show. Or you can send us an email. Tell us what you think at averybradypodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or you can check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. The links are in the or follow us the on show. Facebook or in a store. <laughs> 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 yeah, so and stupid. that's <laughs> oh my god, <clears throat> and that's pretty much it. That's the end of uh, part one. Yes, season three is officially ki- kicked off. Kicked off. Not, not TikTok. It's not angry. It's kicked off no. like football. Kick. Gotcha. Is that a sports metaphor? I don't know. Jenny will tell us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we probably said it wrong. I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's soccer that they kick it off. No, that's where they drop know. the puck thing in the middle of the rink. No. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Curling? I don't know. Curling. Yeah. Okay. Curling, right? That's definitely a curling term. I think so. By kicking it off. Yeah. yeah. That's where they have like nine nine quarters or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they have like a, yeah, no, they have nine quarters and then they have nine games um, leading up to the Super Bowl. For sure. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. They get strikes and. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, they get strikes if they, if they knock all the pins down. Yeah. Like if they don't hit a pin, it's a strike two or something. And then there's a ball, but there's also a ball if you don't strike or something. I don't know. It's confusing. I don't know. I, I remember I played. I did like lots of layups. Hmm. So I don't know. Well, this has been fun, and I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tack. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keith Smoten. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. 
It's called A Very Brady Facebook group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun, join in on the conversation, post memes, do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.